BDO's core purpose is helping people thrive every day. And this podcast is intended to do just that. We cover a variety of topics from the recruiting process to life at BDO, building your personal brand, and more in hopes that college students and recent grads will thrive as they navigate their own path from campus to career. The podcast is for educational purposes and unrelated to BDO job openings. Welcome to Series 6, All About Assurance at BDO. Campus recruiter Tamara Pumphrey is back to host the series, and today our special guest is Assurance Regional Managing Partner, Tony Lawrence. Here, he'll give you an introduction to our assurance practice. Thank you so much, Karina. It's great to be back. As a former auditor, I'm excited to host this series and to have Tony on the podcast today. In Tony's role, he covers all things assurance in his region and will be a great resource to help our listeners learn more about the practice. So welcome, Tony. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's start off. Can you tell us more about your background, why you chose this profession and specifically assurance? Yeah, sure. I guess what my background is kind of interesting. In high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do, right? So I actually went in the military and I was in the Marine Corps for four years and really had a chance to work with some numbers there. And I thought I'll go into accounting because I like numbers and not words. And I was pretty far off the mark there because obviously we do a lot of reading and a lot of studying. That was way back in 1995. I was fortunate enough to get an internship with BDO. And honestly, I haven't looked back since. It's been a great experience. That's fantastic. So thinking back to that time when you were making those decisions, what do you think attracts students to the assurance practice? Yeah, from I guess first off, I think people should be attracted to public accounting. There's there's two main benefits how I look at it is what you learn in college in terms of the double entry bookkeeping system or even some of the advanced systems classes and then more towards assurance, even the auditing class. We actually do use that information coming right out of the gate. So I really like that. I think it's practical. I was learning what I needed to know, and not a lot of professions can say that. What attracted me to audit or assurance services in particular was the fact that right out of the gate, we're in front of clients. We're usually in the field right away. We're interacting with clients on a daily basis. And it constantly changes, right? Engagements, uh, depending on what level you are, it starts out three, four weeks at one client, and then you go to the next. It could be shorter, two weeks. Some engagements could be longer. I like the fact that it was going to change up right away. So that's what drew me to the audit side. Absolutely. And I remember from my first client, day one, being out at the client site and shaking hands with the CFO. So you truly get exposure to those clients right away, which is awesome. Yeah, sometimes it can be a little nerve wracking, but it's also good. Yeah, absolutely. So I get this question a lot when I'm on campus, but what is the difference between assurance and audit? Yeah, it's interesting. I often don't think of them as separate, right? Because all too often we call audit assurance one interchangeable. But assurance is probably what I would refer to as the big umbrella. It encompasses audit services, but it also encompasses attestation services, which can be anything from a review or even a compilation, which does actually not have an attestation opinion to that. And if you're worried about what that means, you'll learn it in your audit class. It's it's really not that big of a deal. But then assurance services can cover a wide range of consulting services. And then as well as like IT services, we have these things called SOC reports, which is a report over the compliance of an IT system. Many companies use those. So it can really run the full range for assurance services, whereas audit truly is, for the most part, issuing an audit opinion over a company's books for the annual year. 
Well, and to your reference on some of those other services that fall into that assurance umbrella, you talked about SOC a little bit. Another one we have that's pretty popular is IS Assurance. Can you explain a little bit more about what that means? Yeah. And IS Assurance, again, can actually run run a full gamut of services as well. But there's a couple aspects. IS Assurances can fit into the SOC world in terms of we're issuing an opinion on the SOC controls of an environment in terms of whether it's web transactions or credit card transactions or the like. And then there's IS Assurance services that complement our audit function. Nowadays, there's not a single thing that happens inside a company's financial records that doesn't run through an IS system. And we need those IS specialists to be part of the audit team to ensure that we're validating the accessibility and change control management for those systems so that we can rely on the reports that come out of them. That's great. Speaking of kind of these different specialties that we have within assurance, what are career paths that you typically see when students go into assurance? Yeah, that's a great point. Again, I want to go back to the profession. I I see students go in so many different directions from public accounting, right? But let's keep it inside public accounting for a minute. It's a great stepping stone. You develop a work ethic in public accounting unlike any other in terms of your dedication, in terms of your ability to dissect complex problems, variability of changes from one situation to the next. And then diving deeper into the assurance realm, there's that IS specialty that we just talked about where you'll get deeper into systems and there's certifications underneath that. There's also fraud certifications. There's also whether you want to learn a specialty industry as well. And some of the industries can be a lot more complex than others. The energy industry comes to mind. The banking industry can be very complex. The insurance, not assurance, but insurance industry can actually take on some of its own complexities. And then when you start to think about those, as you get further in your career, you can get into some valuation specialties too, where you start to value either complex financial instruments or complex assets, whether it's real estate or any type of thing in that area. So it really does go on and on. So when do you typically see or have noticed at BDO when folks start to specialize within the assurance field? Do they do it right away? Do they wait a while or even in an industry? Yeah, there's there's no black and white answer to that either. We do see some coming right out of college with a little bit of either interest or focus in their curriculum on IS. We do see those people tend to specialize a little bit sooner. There's also some folks coming out with double majors, with finance majors. We see those folks going into either some M&A assurance services or valuation assurance services. So that can happen on the early stages. The industry specialties tend to ha- happen a little bit later, probably more toward the five-year mark, making that manager level or maybe even senior manager level where you're really starting to understand the industry because of your multiple client experiences. So that probably happens a little later in your career. Absolutely. And that's something I remember from my several busy seasons in audit was you got exposure on all different types of clients, all different industries right away. I mean, even as an intern, you're rotating off jobs every one or two weeks. We're not siloing you into a specific client or a specific service industry, but you're getting a lot of exposure. Yeah, that that was one of the things when I did my internship way back in 1995, I actually did audit and tax. It was a split internship. I was fortunate to have that experience. But to be honest, once I started the audit internship, I really didn't want to go do the tax part just because I like that change. And I would encourage people, some people come in and they think they want a certain industry. I would encourage people to allow their schedule just to float and, and see many industries. 
you're never going to realize what you really like until you actually give it a try. So what are some atypical paths that you see some folks who start off in insurance go into? Yeah. And again, you know, I'm going to go back to public accounting. I've seen people work in public accounting for as many as five years and jump out and do something completely different. And it really opens the door because it increases your ability to work independently while keeping a high degree of accountability and a high degree of a work ethic that it allows you to be kind of transcend to any profession. But in this field, staying inside BDO, I mean, we have people that have gotten really narrow, like derivative accounting, for example, just taking a deep dive into derivatives and understanding embedded derivatives into a contract and the complexities involved in that. So they've actually maybe five, six years in started studying that and they get eight, 10 years in and they're very thin, but very deep in certain areas. We see that happen in transaction advisory services as well. Like in the M&A field, people will get really thin but deep in terms of intangible property and how to value intangible property or other things like that. It can really go in different directions. And then the IS, IS world, we have people that specialize just in SAP, for example. They literally become narrow. They know SAP inside and out. Uh, so again, narrow and deep. And that, again, that's what's beautiful about public accounting. You stay in it a few years and you can really take it in any direction, both inside a public accounting firm, or if you decide to leave, it can go the same way outside of public accounting. And I can speak to that too, starting off as an auditor and now a campus recruiter, right? Yeah. So I, you go back to the work ethic and I definitely know busy season. I know how busy season operates. I know the expectations of a busy season. So while it may not be a financial statement busy season or an audit busy season, I still can transfer a lot of those skills and a lot of that communication practice over to recruiting busy seasons. But that's a lot of the times what I'll see some folks go into is campus recruiting after starting off an audit or tax for a few years, realizing they don't want to get very technical or sometimes I see folks get into valuation as well, our VBA practice too, after having a few years in assurance. But I cannot agree more with you that getting your foot in the door and starting off in auditor assurance is going to help you in so many ways beyond just the technical knowledge of assurance. Yeah, great point. And you're, you're right. It can go in many directions. I tend to stay focused under the, the technical side of the directions. But yeah, we've we've had auditors go into HR as well. And they're still with BDO 10 years later and playing a very vital role in our HR institution. We've had auditors go into internal finance. Matter of fact, I'm working with an internal finance person, meaning they do the books and records for BDO. And they started out as an auditor and they made manager and now they're, they're a manager in our internal finance group. So yeah, the opportunities are endless. Yeah, absolutely. And especially within BDO, I think that's something I was grateful for was that I was able to do, quote unquote, a career change, but still stay at the same firm, which I really appreciated from my experience. Right. So the last question I have for you, do you have any advice for students that are interested in the assurance practice? Yeah, honestly, learn as much as you can. Right. Get get out to career fairs. And I know it's a COVID environment, but maybe a lot of firms are doing them virtually. Get out to multiple different firms, virtual, non-virtual. Talk to as many people as you can in terms of what does that firm have to offer? Public accounting is a great place to start. But then once you start to peel the onion back from one firm to the next, they, they are different. They, they do have different approaches to their assurance work, to their firm in general. The cultures are different. Spend the time. Talk to the people. Ask people if I could talk to someone that's left your firm. 
that would be great advice. Like that's one thing that I highly recommend to do. And I always throw a few names out there of people that left the firm because the people that left the firm, you can have a different perspective. And I think it'd always be a good idea to talk to someone there before you made your choice. That's a great suggestion. And actually to plug on a future episode we have in this series, we are going to interview someone who has left the firm and become a client. So that'll be a great conversation to listen into to kind of follow that advice. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for your time. We really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Students Who Know, on iTunes or Spotify. You don't want to miss out. And for more information on careers at BDO, go to our website, www.bdo.com careers and follow hashtag BDO intern life on your favorite social channels.